Playing by the uncertainties of our modern world, life can seem awfully bleak at times. In our search for purpose, meaning, and certainty, most of us would love to have an inkling of what lies ahead, to have even a glimpse of tomorrow today. In our podcast, Knowing Tomorrow Today, we share from the Bible a wonderful blueprint of hope, which reveals that God wants us to live an abundant life and that he has an amazing future planned for us. All right, welcome to our podcast, Knowing Tomorrow Today. I'm your host, Merrick Brown. Thank you always for joining me on this journey of hope. I always want to encourage you to subscribe, to like, and to share this uh, these messages of hope wherever you listen, with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers, and just all who you meet along life's journey. And so for several episodes, we have been looking at the last book of the Bible, which is the book of Revelation. And most recently, we have been examining the seals there in the book of Revelation. Now, having studied the book of Revelation for many years, I've found that the seals of the book of Revelation serve as a sort of timeline for the events which John describes in the book of Revelation itself. In other words, in, in the book of Revelation, the seven seals speak about events which begin in John's day and end with the second coming of Jesus. And so this is why it is very important for us to pay attention to what Jesus is trying to communicate to us as he opens the seven seals there in the book of Revelation. Now, in previous episodes, uh, we, have, uh, we have looked at the first five seals of the book of Revelation. And so it might be helpful to listen to prior episodes before you plunge into this one so that you may be able to follow more closely. Now, in this episode, we want to begin to look at the, the sixth seal there uh, in the book of Revelation. And I want to show you that in Revelation's timeline of history, that at present, we are currently living in a time when the sixth seal has been opened. And of course, before Jesus returns, there is just one more seal that will be opened after the sixth seal, and that is the seventh seal. And we'll take a look at the seventh seal in a, in a future episode. And so uh, there in, uh, this is written, uh, Jesus, when, Je when Jesus opens the sixth seal, uh, it, this is written in um, Revelation chapter 6, verse 12 to 17. And there John writes, and he says, And I looked, and when Jesus opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as the sackcloth of here, and the moon became like blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops it, its late, late figs when it is opened by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and, and idol was moved out of its place. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, and every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountain, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us! And hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who will be able to stand? Again, you can find that in Revelation, Revelation chapter 6, verse 12 to 17. And so, a series of momentous events occur in the heavens and on earth with the opening of the sixth seal. We're told that there is a great earthquake. We're told that the sun becomes dark. We're told that the moon turns to blood and that the stars fall from the heavens. And so, how should we interpret these events which occur under the sixth seal? Well, first we need to know that these occurrences are intended to be literal and not symbolic events uh, there in the book of Revelation. Now, why would I say this? Well, notice that John writes that the sun is uh, black as sackcloth of here. Uh, notice that he writes that the moon becomes like blood and that the stars fall as the late figs from a tree that is shaking. And so one revelation expert has noticed, uh, noted perceptively that this uh, literary, literary construction uh, using the words as and like are being used to compare actual events to figurative analogies, right? So I hope you see that. Now, 
Immediately uh, following the tribulations uh, which occurred during the Dark Ages, uh, this uh, during the 18th and 19th centuries, a series of events took place in history, right? Which several Bible scholars believe were a fulfillment of the events described under the sixth seal. And so let's start with the great earthquake. Uh, John writes there in Revelation chapter 6, verse 12, he says, When he, Jesus, opened the sixth seal, behold, there was a great earthquake. And so, friends, um, on All Saints Day, this was on November 1st, 1755, while much of the population of Lisbon, Portugal, were packed in the churches. They were having morning mass. The earth shook violently under their feet, right? Uh, uh, there was an earthquake estimated to be about 8.4 on the Richter scale. And this lasted, this earthquake lasted for about five minutes and has been marked as a seminal event in European history. Uh, the, the, the convulsions of this earthquake was centered in the Atlantic Ocean, uh, about 120 miles southwest of Cape Vincent, Portugal, but it, it, its effects were felt far and wide. I mean, tremors were, were felt all over Europe, and even as far as the Caribbean, the earthquake generated one of the largest tsunamis in European history, which which, I mean, the shockwaves reach as far as the coast of Brazil in South America. In the city of Lisbon, Portugal itself, the, the violent sway of the earth caused buildings to, to collapse, killing and injuring thousands of people. Uh, and the ensuing, ensuing panic, I mean, people were panicking, right? In that ensuing panic, thousands headed for the open public areas of the city's seaport and upon arrival were met with a strange sight. The sea had disappeared. But within minutes, the sea returned and it rushed into the harbor as a 40-foot high wave at 30 miles per hour. Uh, the tsunami destroyed Lisbon's harbor. It swept, uh, harbor. It swept thousands out to sea. And in these ensuing days, fire devoured what the earthquake had failed to topple, right? And so an estimated 60,000 people perished right there in Lisbon. And so the next sign given by Jesus was this, uh, when the sixth seal of Revelation chapter 6 is open. Uh, uh, it's, it says there in Revelation chapter 6 verse 12, the sun became black as sackcloth of here and the moon became like blood. And so each year at different points on the earth, the sun is obscured by the moon during a solar eclipse. This is a natural occurrence. Uh, these solar eclipses do not create total darkness because um, the sun's corona is still visible around the edges of the moon when these solar eclipses occur. However, on um, Friday, May 19, 1780, parts of New England in the United States and Eastern Canada witnessed a very strange event. Uh, friends, by midday on that day, total darkness had engulfed the land. Uh, and this was an extraordinary event because... It was not caused by a solar eclipse. It was not caused by a volcanic eruption. It was not caused by a cosmic collision, right? I mean, for many years, scientists were perplexed as to the cause of this dark day and the blood moon that followed. Uh, I mean, some scientists in the early 2000s theorized that it, perhaps uh, this dark day was caused by um, forest fires. Uh, in, in Eastern Canada at the time. Well, whatever the cause, in describing the dark day of 1780, the Harvard professor uh, Samuel Williams, uh, he wrote uh, there in his diary, he says that the fowls retired to roost and the cocks were crowing all around as at break of day. Objects could not be dis distinguished, but at a very little distance, he writes. And everything bore the, the, the appearance of the gloom of night, right? And so, not able to continue their, their day's work, people gathered in churches, they gathered in taverns, and many sought their pastors and asked them to preach impromptu sermons and confess their sins because there was the general 
uh, opinion or feeling or sense that the day of judgment had arrived. Many people believe that the day of judgment had come because of this very, very unusual event. And so that night, uh, the moon was an unusually red color. It, it had this reddish color like the the color when you have like a like a blood moon right uh, and so the next sign that that we see under the sixth seal there in Revelation chapter 6 is is this and you find this in Revelation chapter 6 verse 13 it says the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind now friends every year in november uh we have the leonid uh, meteor showers which lights up the heavens in a spectacular display as meteors streak across the sky at nearly 161,000 miles per hour or about 45 miles per second and so this happens as the earth's orbit intersects the the path of comet uh, temple turtle which circles the sun every 33 years and so as the earth crosses this comet's path it, it it enters its debris field and the result is that thousands of space rocks or meteors are unwittingly plunged into our atmosphere in a striking display as falling stars and so just before dawn and this happened uh, on November 13, 1833, uh, people all over the United States, uh, southern, especially in the southeastern United States, were awakened by knocks on their doors and a great commotion in the streets. As awe-stricken and terrified citizens, they gathered to witness the unusually spectacular uh, meteor shower at the time. Now, during this time, uh, there was a great revival in the United States. I mean, uh, this was called the Second Great Awakening. And so many people were being told that they, were, they needed to repent, they needed to turn back to God. And so when many people saw this unusual, uh, spectacular meteor shower, they thought that judgment day had come, right? And so even today, this um, event is remembered in American history as the night the stars fell. And so, friends, uh, by themselves, of course, there is nothing unusual about an earthquake, burning forest that may have caused, like, a, a, may have obscured the sun and moon, or falling stars caused by, um, uh, you know, meteor showers. But, but instead, these are striking or influential events. Uh, these striking or influential events, they serve as prophetic signposts in history. Uh, and so an, an important interpretive key for unlocking the significant events there which occur under the uh, the sixth seal is is there is written there in Matthew chapter 24 verse 29. In fact, in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus is asked by his disciples, when would be the sign of his coming and of the end of history? And after describing the tribulations uh, that his followers would have to endure during the centuries, Jesus tells them, he tells them, tells them this. In, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 29, he says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give her light and the stars will fall from the heaven and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Jesus is here describing the events uh, seen uh, in the opening of the sixth seal. Notice that even though he does not include the great earthquake, the events are given in the same chronological order as in the sixth seal. The sun darkens, right? He says the moon is affected and the stars fall from the heavens, right? What is most important here, though, is that Jesus says that these signs were uh, to take place after a tribulation or persecution of his people. Now, we know that in the, the timeline or chronology of the seals, the last time God's people were uh, endured tribulation was at the, the Roman church's uh, instigation during the, uh, the Dark Ages. And this is described in the fourth seal uh, there in Revelation chapter 6. Now, friends, the signs in heaven and on earth 
uh, during the sixth seal serve as chronological markers or signposts pointing toward the nearness of the second coming of Jesus. Now, for me, perhaps the most important takeaway from the phenomena at the opening of the sixth seal is the revelation that we are presently living under the sixth seal, right? Now, in describing our age, again, Jesus mentions this in Luke chapter 21, verse, you can read this in verse 25, 26, and he states this. He says that there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, in the stars, and on earth, uh, the distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's heart failing them for fear and for the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken, Jesus says in Luke chapter 21, verse 25, 26. And so, undoubtedly, in the last 200 years of world history, there have been astounding and rapid human progress in science, technology, and economics. The Industrial Revolution, which began in Britain during the 18th century, brought with it the rise of the machine and factories. And the result is that all, uh, I mean, over the last 200 years, uh, the agrarian way of life, which dominated world history for thousands of years has largely been displaced by factories and uh, and today's crowded cities and friends over the same 200 year period the number of people living uh, on the planet has exploded exponentially with the world's population projected to reach about 9.8 billion people by the year 2050. I mean, the result has been overcrowded cities, increased industrialization, the taxing of the planet's natural resources and the pollution of our uh, of our oceans and rivers. And so as World Wars one and two tragically illustrated, the mechanization of warfare has now given us the ability to, unle to unleash mass devastation on our planet. Indeed, having discovered the secret of unleashing the power of the atom, the ability to deploy virulent biological microbes uh, now give us the capacity to destroy ourselves over many times. And so it is these sovereign realities, friends, uh, which Jesus foresaw in our day when he, when he spoke of the distress of nations with perplexity, that the sea and the waves rowing and men's hearts filling them for fear on the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. And he says, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And so it is clear that with the opening of the sixth seal there in Revelation chapter 6, that we are living, and this is, a, this is a point of all this, we are living in the end of human history and that we have never been closer to the second coming of Jesus than we are today. Are you ready to meet Jesus when he comes? He's coming back very soon. Right? Listen, friends, this same Jesus, the one who has given us these signs that his coming is near, also tells us that he has plans for us. There in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 to 14, uh, he says, Listen, I know what I've planned for you, right? I've plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I've plans to give you a future filled with hope. He says, When you call out to me and come to me in prayer, I will hear your prayers. If you seek me with all of your heart and soul, I will make myself, myself available to you. My friends, the Lord Jesus has planned an amazing future for us. My hope is that you will come to trust him, that you will choose to live by his way, his word, and not your way. I promise you, if you do, your life will never be the same. Listen, as we part, I always want to encourage you to, to like, to subscribe, and to share this podcast uh, wherever you listen. Because when you do so, you'll be helping to share the gospel uh, with the world as Jesus has commanded us to do as his followers. Listen, 
uh, you can also email me. My email address is knowingtomorrowtoday at gmail.com. Uh, if you have additional questions, uh, if you have prayer requests, listen, when you email me, I'll also send you a free copy of the book that inspired this podcast. It's called Knowing Tomorrow Today at gmail.com. <laughs> Sorry, it's called Knowing Tomorrow Today, Glimpses of the Future That Will Change Your Life. That's the title of the book, right? And so may God continue to bless you. I'm Mary Brown. Until next time, stay blessed and stay well. Get better.